Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And since it's the time of the hour, the time of the day that I have to read this read, it's time to hit the NFL on CBS Music. Go ahead, Billy. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a full sled of games, including Brady and the Pats on the road in Washington and the Ravens and Steelers renewing their AFC North rivalry. Check your local listings for the game in your area. And it all begins with JB and the guys on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. You're supposed to bring the music back up, Billy. That's, yeah. Okay, drop it, Billy. Good God. Is this what Spielberg has to do? Lord Almighty, Billy. I didn't make a mistake there, so you don't you don't need to yell at me. Yeah, it's true. I just felt like yelling at you, and that's really what, what this is all about, right? I mean, right, buddy? Is, a lot of people would classify that as mean. Oh, it is definitely abuse. I'm not denying that. I mean, we just had a... Uh... Uh, what do you call it, like a training thing we had to do on on harassment? So, yes. So I could technically report you. Well, then I think you should. I really think you should. You know what my favorite thing was? And I could say this now since it's the old company. Uh, we had a training exercise. Billy, I don't know if you were with us real quick before we get on to the uh, week five. And one of my favorite things, one of the funniest things I ever had was there was like how to treat your coworkers. And there was a, there was one of the questions was about... John makes an improper remark to Shirley. What does Shirley do, or what do you do? And one of the answers was, one of the things you could pick, Billy, was, tell Shirley's boyfriend and let him figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I was... And I wanted oh, to man. pick that answer so bad, and I couldn't, I couldn't oh, do it. Terrible. It was so oh, great. Man. John's made it. Improper passage, Shirley. What should you do? Tell Shirley's boyfriend. Let him get it settled. Contact the nearest <laughs> man. I was just like, wow. What an answer. Are we ready? Are we ready for the week five preview? Billy, are you still in your feelings? I'm a little. Uh, they're a little hurt, but I'm all right. Okay. No, you're you're wonderful as always. Come on now, Billy. Your beard is sumptuous. Your style is impregnable. Your defense is impregnable, and your style is impetuous. Actually, Are we ready? Actually, the beard's gone. 
You got rid of the beard? I have a, I have like a small like chin strappy type of thing now. A chin strap. Well, I like experimenting just as much as the next guy. Are we ready for week five? Let's go. Tom, take her away, baby. All right, Ken, game one, Arizona Cardinals at Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, three-point favorites. This is 1 p.m. on Fox. Well, you can watch Kyler Murray, and that's about it because I don't think people in Cincinnati are even interested in this. This is 0-4 against a team trying to get themselves a win. Do I dare say the Peter Principal working against Cliff Kingsbury? (gasps) Find out on Fox at 1 p.m. Next. Cardinals defense has been so bad, but three points is not enough. Yeah, you got to take the Cardinals. Next game, Buffalo Bills at Tennessee Titans. Titans, two-and-a-half-point favorites. This is also 1 p.m. on CBS. I like Buffalo's defense in this. I think they came to play, and I wanted to do this great big to-do about moral victories, and then I watched Josh Allen play against the Patriots and went, oopsie-daisy, I guess the fans might be right about that one. Uh, I think that Tennessee is a patient, well-coached football team, but they're right up against it. I love Buffalo's defense. I think they could go to 4-1. and one. Tom! How could you possibly know whether or not to trust Tennessee right now? This is so bizarre, but their offense is putrid. They're at home. Josh Allen looked like a mess last week. It's only a field goal game. I think Tennessee will win by a field goal, but it's not a confident type of game. Excellent. Okay, Chicago Bears at Oakland Raiders in London. The Bears are five-and-a-half-point favorites. This game will be 1 p.m. on Fox. Again, another defense being able to take care of business. You know how I feel about Chase Daniel? Not very much of him. Oakland is a surprising 2-2, two and two, and i got to give some credit to John Gruden, even though I don't want to. I think that Derek Carr can work this thing out. I, I actually like Derek Carr against this Bears defense. I, I'll take the quarterback. I can't believe the Oakland Raiders are going to be 3-2, and two, and people are going to be freaking out about the Chicago Bears. Nah, or to you, Tom. Battle of a terrible offense against a terrible defense here, but I think the Bears defense are for real. Can they cover 5.5 in a neutral site? I'm still super undecided. I'll probably take the points with Oakland here. Tampa Bay Bucks at New Orleans Saints. Saints are three-point favorites. That's 1 p.m. on Fox. I wonder if last year or the last couple of years, and it's easy to throw ex-coaches under the bus, was Todd Munkin's system working a little bit against Jameis Winston? Last week, they th- they seemed to find something. It freed up Mike Evans. With New Orleans and Teddy Bridgewater, I think that you're just trying to hold serve until Drew Brees is able to come back. And they've been able to so far. That was a nice one back last Sunday. I I still like to go with the historical team. I'm still going to take New Orleans. Tom? I want to pick Tampa in the worst way. I think the story with them is actually their defense. Todd Bowles' defense, much better than people realize, especially against the run. New Orleans is going to have trouble moving the ball. It's only three points, though, and Dallas just failed against them. I will end up taking the Saints, I think. Minnesota Vikings at New York Giants, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Vikings are five-point favorites on the road. I want to take I want to take New York just because I'm mad at Minnesota. I'm mad at Stephon Diggs. I'm mad at Kirk Cousins. You could see this coming. You knew it was going to happen. Kirk Cousins is just not that exceptional. And any more guys don't want to be have their time wasted. You give that type of contract, and I thought, man, you just do enough to get to the playoffs and no one's going to care. And now Stephon Diggs seems to be a bit upset. You have Daniel Jones who's playing well, but the defense with Minnesota, I still like him. I know that people are against him, but I still like him. I'm going to take Minnesota in this football game even with it. Tom. Minnesota's either in the middle of a meltdown or about to have a huge bounce back. Their defense is legitimately elite. If the offense can get it together at all, they will win this game easily. But I think I got to take the five points for the Giants at home. New York Jets at Philadelphia Eagles, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Eagles, two touchdown, 14-point favorites. I want a quarterback who's not afraid to die out there on the field. I'll never respect Sam Darnold. 
Wait, are you serious? No, God, no, I'm not serious. Are you nuts? <laughs> What's the spread again? 14 points. 14 points in favor of the Eagles. I'll take New York in the 14. Uh, I think they'll be able to keep it close. Philadelphia has been a little bit up and down in terms of playing with their opponents. So I think that New York can keep it around there. Uh, but definitely Philadelphia, they get themselves a win at Lincoln Financial Field. Ne- Go ahead there, Tom. I heard Rachel Benetta on Fox Sports 1 yesterday say that of the five games Darnold has missed with the Jets, the Jets have only covered two touchdowns in, f- in uh, one of the five. This one doesn't look promising. I wow. know the Eagles are up and down this year, but I think they'll cover at home against a you know what terrible that means? Jets team. You know what that means? The Jets suck even with Sam Darnold, but they really suck without Sam exactly. Darnold. Wow, that's a good hey, that's a good thing for Sam Darnold though. Go ahead. It is Baltimore Ravens at Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens three and a half point favorites. This is one PM on CBS. I mean, you really thought that I was serious about Sam Darnold there? No, I was just waiting, and then you just <laughs> left it, and you were clearly wanting me to react, so yeah, I gave, you, I gave yeah. you a reaction. I'm afraid of a quarterback who's afraid to die. It's that simple. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh coming up at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. on Sunday. There is a lot here. This might be, and I know I'm partial to the AFC North, but this might be the biggest of the 1 o'clock games. You have Baltimore, who now two straight weeks, Lamar Jackson's been figured out. He was not, I don't care what the final stats say. This is where you can't look at box scores. Lamar Jackson was gutter trash in the first half against the Cleveland Browns. And it was still only a 10-7 game. The Browns rolled them in the second half. The Browns desperately needed a win. Maybe Baltimore came in a little bit different. Who necessarily knows? We'll find out again on December 22nd. Pittsburgh now at 1-3. And And Mason Rudolph, I don't think very much of him. Maybe I'll end up being wrong in the end. He did look good in the second half, but it's against the Bengals. But at 1-3, your season isn't over. And at 2-3, and three, depending on what would happen on Monday night, you'd be right there in the thick of everything in the AFC North. This is a huge game for both of these teams. Baltimore still has a better offense. Their defense is lacking. But you got a good defensive coordinator. I will take Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens in this football game because I'm going to roll the dice again on Mason Rudolph not being what Sealer fans think he is. Tom? Man, this is tough. Mason's been great, though, for what they've, I think, for what they've given him to do. I'm afraid of how, like, limited their offense has been, and it's it's one big play away always with Lamar, so I think i got to take the Ravens and give the points here. New England Patriots at Washington Redskins, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Patriots, 16-point favorites against Colt McCoy. I hope Colt can cover the number, but I don't think he can cover the number. This isn't even a conversation. New England should take care of business and be just fine. Boy, they have taken on some real train wrecks to start this season, with the exception of Buffalo. Uh, this, this is an embarrassment for the Washington Redskins. And by Monday morning, this, coupled with the video of Jay Gruden smoking weed from last week, we're going to have real serious conversations, even more serious, about firing Jay Gruden midseason. Go ahead. I don't think he should be betting American dollars on Washington here, as as if he has the Patriots offense look last week. Either no mm-hmm. bet or Patriots will cover. Jacksonville Jags at Carolina Panthers. Panthers, three-point favorites, 1 p.m. on CBS. <sighs> Man... I, I love Ron Rivera. Can we can we give a little credit to Ron Rivera? I know that people are loving Kyle Allen. Ron Rivera's coaching his ass off right now. This is what's kept Ron Rivera employed for so long. Is that yeah, Cam Newton's gotten hurt a bunch because you, you gotta play Cam Newton a certain way, and Cam Newton has to play a certain way. But Kyle Allen's playing really well. They're scheming really well defensively. They took Houston out of that game last week. 
I want to give Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera is going to go down with the ship after this season. And I, but I think they're going to win this football game, and I love what he's doing. He's proven to be a, a, a guy who's ultimately going to get canned, but he's proven why he's been a pretty successful football coach and a good football coach overall. Tom? Kyle Allen's been sneaky good. Minshew seems like, I don't know, that he'll be able to keep this kind of magic up. It's a tough one, but I think I'm going to take Carolina minus three here. Atlanta Falcons at Houston Texans. Texans four-point favorites at home to the sliding Falcons, 1 p.m. on Fox. We talking more about Dan Quinn getting can? Because I think be. after this game, we're going to be. be talking a hell of a lot more. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback that's played so well that very few people are talking about, with the exception of the fantasy football folks out there and the Evan Silvas of the world. People are talking about Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so, and a couple other quarterbacks, and maybe rightfully so. But Deshaun Watson seems to be the best-kept secret in the NFL this year. He still played well. I know last year was an abomination. His explanation was fantastic, though. I love Houston. I love Deshaun at home. I'm taking the Texans, Tom. They need a bounce-back week. It was Watson's only real iffy game last week of the season. The Atlanta defense is absolutely awful. Four points is not enough to sway me. I will take Houston. The Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. The Chargers are six-point favorites here. Joe Flacco's an old, dead, beat-ass quarterback. He plays for an old, dead, beat-ass coach. They're owned by, or they have a general manager who's an old, dead, beat-ass quarterback. They're an old, dead, beat-ass team. They're going to lose to the Los Angeles Rams. There's anything but old, dead, and beat-ass. Next. Chargers, but yeah, I basically agree. Oh, yeah, Chargers. I They're also not that. It would dead be the ass. most Chargers thing ever to just flat out lose this game, though. Boy, so I got to say, it? yeah, I got to give it a would. word of warning there. Uh, I think the hardest game of the week to pick up next year, Green Bay Packers at Dallas Cowboys. It's the 430 game, the only one this week on Fox. Cowboys, three and a half point favorites. <laughs> I'm going I'm to give you faith, Jerry. Don't take this away from me. Don't you dare make a fool out of me. Also, I want to give some credit to Cover One on Twitter, who usually covers the Buffalo Bills. They're the only ones saying it, and I finally get the chance. I find it unbelievable that everybody wants to give Kellen Moore credit for the way they started off, and then all of a sudden things go to hell, and, oh my God, Jason Garrett doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. So what you're telling me is, is that Kellen Moore, who's 31 years old, you'll give him credit for that offense running well. But when things go poorly and you lose, like you lost to the Saints, then it's all Jason Garrett's fault. Boy, it kind of sounds like Jason Garrett when he was the offensive coordinator for Wade Phillips, doesn't it? Hmm. Wondering there, Cowboy fan. Wondering. I'm going to put my faith in Dak Prescott and that offense to play well at home. I'm sure I will be made a fool of. Tom? I hate when we agree, and I hate giving more than a field goal to Aaron Rodgers in a game like this. I don't know how you pick against the Packers, though, on the road. I think Dallas is secretly maybe the best home team in the league, so Cowboys minus three and a half. That's sexy. Continue. Sunday night game, 820 on NBC. Indianapolis Colts at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are 11-point favorites here. A little bit more tape on Jacoby Brissett and uh, a little bit more that's going against him. That loss to the Raiders, that was not a good loss. That was not a good loss whatsoever for the Indianapolis Colts at 2-2. Two and two. I still like what Jacoby Brissett has, but at Kansas City, I think that's going to be too tough to tame. I know Kansas City has their injuries, but boy, they are a machine. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is going to do something where he saws an offensive lineman in half now and throws an 80-yard touchdown, but I'm still going to take Kansas City with the way they are. It, I'm telling you, I'm going to end up hating Patrick Mahomes because he makes it look too easy. The same reason I hate Steph Curry, because he makes it look too easy. Go ahead. 
It's a weird matchup. Kansas City hasn't been that bad against the pass, as bad as the defense is. 11 points seems like way too much, and I am a believer in Jacoby Brissett, and that loss last week was not on him. In fact, he had three Ebron drops in the first half alone. I I think they had like five or six drops in the game. Jacoby Brissett looks good. And I'm going to back that up with a pick of the Colts plus 11 on Sunday night. And now the last game of the week, the Cleveland Browns at the San Francisco 49ers. Monday Night Football on ESPN, of course. The Niners are five-point favorites here. Tough to win two games in a row on the road. And that's what's staring down the Cleveland Browns. San Francisco hasn't played anybody. And and I'm waiting for the chickens to come home to roost on Kyle Shanahan. I think that he's a great offensive mind. I still wonder how great of a head coach he is. But 3-0 is 3-0. I think that offense is much better for the Browns. I'm going to put my faith in them. I'm going to take the Browns on this one on the road. If they come back to Cleveland at 3-2 and two to take on the Seahawks, I think it's already an incredibly successful first half of the season for the Cleveland Browns. Tom? I picked the Browns to win the North before the season. I think the wave is still coming, and I think you'll get your first indication of it. They're going to show up on Monday. They are going to cover the five points against the Niners. That would be putting a lot. I tell you what. That would be putting a ton of hay in that barn before you have to do that bye week and then have to go to Gillette to take on the Patriots. They get those two wins? My God. What are we talking? Four and two? That'd be huge. We would really make all the craziness before go. It just looks so stupid and so silly. And that is the week five preview. Coming up in a bit, you know, we build them up to tear them down. Well, I think maybe we go silent to let you build them up before we tear them down. John Kincaid made me think about something earlier last week. But up next, the Hall of Fame is for the fans. And since it's for the fans, you'll keep Art Modell out of it. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Well, there might be some people around the country who tell me that it's not germane to them and they don't really care, and that's perfectly fine. But I'm going to get this off my chest because I have the platform for it. And since I'm from the area, I'm technically both areas, but the same area where both of these things are going to be involved Uh, I'm going to use this platform to get it off my chest and say it because it's bothered me for a hell of a long time. I don't think that Art Modell is the devil. I don't think that Art Modell is the biggest piece of garbage that ever walked the face of the earth. But Art Modell, for the terms of how I see it, and now with the blue ribbon panel that's being created by the NFL, to almost rubber stamp certain people to get into the Hall of Fame makes me sick to my stomach, and I wish I had a vote, and I wish I had more of a voice that I can even do it. But I only have this pulpit, I only have this microphone, and I only have so much time left in the show, so I have to use it wisely. As a person who's from Canton, Ohio, who has been as proud as I possibly could be about being from Canton, Ohio, and loving the city and loving the people of the city, even at times when they don't love themselves, and being as proud as I can that I come from the place where football was born, professional football was born. And that no matter what, where we live, we die. One thing that's really cool about our city is that pro football was born there and that the Hall of Fame is there. It's a really cool, special thing to be a part of, and it's a part of my identity. And when I got this job in 2011 to be on the fan in Cleveland, I've told this story a couple of times, to tell you of pure, simple folk that are 60 miles away, my grandfather wept. Because my grandfather, who grew up who could barely read or write and quit school in the seventh grade to provide for his family during the Depression, looked at Cleveland, Ohio as if it were Paris, France. I have a cousin who's a few years older than me who has more money than God. He lives on a golf course. He's incredibly successful. 
He has a great wife and great sons, and I'm immensely proud of my cousin Jimmy. But to my grandfather, I had made it. It was the place of Gallardi. It was the place of major motion picture stars. It was the place where dreams go to be lived. Cleveland, Ohio. That's the way that my late grandfather felt about the city. And when you come to Cleveland, you understand there are certain things that make Cleveland wonderful, just like there are certain things that make Detroit and Chicago and, and Green Bay, Wisconsin wonderful. And part of that is the people, and part of that is the people of the lives that they live together. The lives that they love together. And part of what makes Cleveland special in their relationship with one another is the game of football, and it is the Cleveland Browns. Football, there's no doubt why it's such a special sport. Football's played in the fall. A lot of holiday get-togethers are in the fall. When you're with your family, certainly now to avoid political discussion, you are with your family, football is a part of that. Through all your life, through the trials and tribulations you may have, through your adolescence, through some of the fights you may have with the old man, hopefully there's one thing that brings you together, and that is that you have that game. You have football. You have your favorite team. I talked about this when Andrew Luck retired out of nowhere. The reason it hurts so bad is because Andrew Luck's a part of the family. You sit there with your family at family gatherings, and TV is on, football is on on a Sunday where you will have a family gathering, and there's Andrew. And you're all there in blue Colts jerseys, and you all see Andrew, and you're all excited. And so for generations of people in Cleveland, when you're getting together for the holidays during the fall, you look on TV or... You have those memories of getting together on Sundays and going over to the Muni lot and the pit and going with your dad to the old municipal or now First Energy Stadium. There's those memories that are shared. No matter what, no matter how great life can be, and there are certain little moments, but usually how bad life can be, which as we grow into adults, there's plenty of those. You still have the shared love. You still have the shared nostalgia. And for three years... But really, over a course of 20, that was stolen. That was stolen by a man who said that he was left with no choice. That was stolen by a man who had the opportunity to sell, who had the opportunity over and over again to join the Gateway Project here in Cleveland. You can look it up and decided to turn that down. That was stolen by a person who decided to save his own ass than save a public entity and a civic trust with a professional football team. Only to save his own ass. Only to go to another city and provide those good fans, and they are good fans out there. I'll never take that away from them. That's not about Baltimore, and it's not about Baltimore Ravens, formerly Colts fans. It's about one guy and about one family. And for what he did, where he said he had to save himself because of the quote, they've left me no choice only to go belly up, and I want to use a different word for it, a few years later and still have to sell to Steve Bishotti because even though he came up with one of the greatest inventions or he was part of one of the greatest inventions in football history and in sports history with Monday Night Football, he took an entity that is a license to print money and had to move, then sell, running a football organization into bankruptcy two times. 
causing heartache for a generation of fans and ripping from them something that's not just a sport, not just an entertainment on a weeknight or a Sunday afternoon or something to do for 10 Sundays in the fall when you consider the preseason games and for 17 weeks altogether in the fall, but something that becomes a memory of moments gone by, of friends, of family, of a city, of something that's tried and true, of something that a city that has been downtrodden at times like Cleveland, Ohio, but is still looked up to by people from Canton, Ohio, as the place where dreams go to live. He took that part of that fabric away to save his own ass. And he wasn't even able to keep it afloat when he had a new stadium, when he had new sources of income, when he had a new, entirely different revenue stream, and then still had to sell it. I understand that he gave a great opportunity to Ozzie Newsom. I understand that there is way worse people in the world than Art Modell. But a Hall of Fame is for the fans. And it's at that moment when I was a eight-year-old child, when I knew that that team was going away, when I saw my friend's father cry, when I saw my own family members like my Uncle Jim cry, like I saw plenty of Browns fans out there knowing that they weren't just losing a football team, they were losing memories, they were losing fun, they were losing hope, they were losing part of what made their city great and their region great. It is more than a business decision. And that is why, no matter what, I'll never, ever be able to get on the radio and say, well, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't get anybody, and it's more than welcome for the Jacksonville Jaguars to leave. It's why, even though it's never sounded right to me to call them the St. Louis Rams, and they do look better, and they look right at home in L.A., why I can never sit there and say that I totally appreciate what Stan Kroenke's doing and moving them from St. Louis. Because you know why? Because there's friends and family. There are people who get together, and no matter what, through anything, through thick and through thin and through bankruptcies and divorce, through losses of jobs, through death of the family, through the dog dying for crying out loud. They always had their football team. They always had themselves together. That's why I'll never be able to condone something like that. And the possibility of a blue ribbon committee formulated by NFL insiders to put in people into the Hall of Fame in a bonus class In 2020, the 100-year anniversary of the NFL seems like a good idea on the front. And I'm sure there's plenty of worthwhile candidates. And even though I say what I say about Art Modell, and I will never, ever forgive him or his family no matter what, it is a worthwhile conversation. That's why I'm having it. But if you do something like this, you are forgetting your Hall of Fame, your entity, your sport... What makes you whole, what makes it great, is what's built by fans. It's the Fans Hall of Fame. And if you want to stand there and try to explain to fans during a Hall of Fame ceremony in Canton, Ohio, 60 miles away from Cleveland, why Art Modell is going in the Hall of Fame, 
and ripped away a possible playoff run in 1995 just when things are going well and ripping away Bill Belichick and then putting it on the fans and saying that the Cleveland Browns fired Bill Belichick when it was Art Modell and the Baltimore Football Club that fired Bill Belichick when it's 20 years of sucking up the room that I understand fully and completely that Art Modell had nothing to do with that. But it's the fans that had to stand there and watch a beloved franchise, something that they love, be ran by ineptitude, by people who didn't care, by people who tried to grease their own rails, by people who tried to reinvent the wheel, full of good intentions but paved ultimately with stupidity. That a fan base had to sit there and watch that, and you telling me you have the balls to put that man in the Hall of Fame. You have completely lost your way as an entity. I hope it doesn't happen. I hope for the NFL's sake, I hope for Cleveland's sake, I hope for Canton's sake, I hope for any fan ever whose team has been ripped away, including Baltimore fans who were formerly Colts fans who had to deal with the silliness of Bob Ursay going out there drunk as a skunk and giving stupid press conferences about it's his GD team while they were the ones who sat there and watched Johnny Unitas win the 58 World Championship. I hope for them that they would understand. It's not just a sport. It's part of the family. And you'll rue the day if you give the rubber stamp for Art freaking Modell to go into the Hall of Fame. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Watching Michigan right now, struggling a little bit against Iowa. Iowa's a good football team, so let's not get crazy over here. Kirk Ferentz has got a good se- got a good team again. I like Iowa so much because they know exactly who the hell they are. People get a little bit frustrated with Ferentz. It looks like his son will probably take over at some point here soon. People get frustrated with Ferentz. They go, man, you, you just don't want to go back to where you were without Hayden Fry. I love, I, I will always respect Iowa and like Iowa because they know exactly who they are. And they know a good thing when they got it. And Kirk Ferentz might never win a national championship with Iowa. But Kirk Ferentz also has them at a level of respect that Nebraska has not enjoyed in quite some time, and they're really right there in that same region. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You know, just a couple of things. And, and there's a couple of tweets and a couple of reactions there. I, I don't want to sit there and get crazy about it because I don't think it's on everybody's... everybody's pr- I, I should say I, I don't want to prolong it more than I have to. I don't think it's on everybody's product ladder. But it's always near and dear to our hearts. And there will be some people, Ken, what about, you know, what about Mike White? What about what was going on with the city of Cleveland at that time? I'm not absolving Michael White about that at all. I'm not saying Michael White should be in any Hall of Fame. You'll be hard-pressed to find a lot of Clevelanders who say great things of that situation about Mike White. Oh, it, it, there's plenty of blame to go around. I give the fans credit. The fervor for football, the, the, the love of football, the love of the team to be able to take the NFL to court and get what they want. I think in a roundabout way, the NFL said, fine, we'll give you the team bag real, real quick, and you're going to enjoy that. And there are plenty of circumstances since that, yes, I I am 100% bitter, angry about that, and I'll continue to be. 
You know, there's a generation, we talk about it here, of a lost generation of fans that hopefully you'll get back over time. But when you have 20 years that are tipped off by that, it's going to cause you to be a little angry about it. 855-212-4CBS. Got a chance to listen to John Kincaid last week. I, actually, it was last Sunday, right? Because he is on 6 to 10, and some people are going, Kid, John's ripping you! I went, whoa, I love John. And I go, okay, hold on. And so Pirino sends me the uh, sends me the audio. And I go, okay, I got to hear this audio before I know I'm getting ripped. We have the audio, right, Tom? Okay, we got that audio. Go ahead and play that audio. This is John Kincaid last Sunday. I guess ripping me, but go right on ahead. Yesterday, Ken Carmen said, the media loves to build them up to tear them down. And he said it like three times. You know what the media lives for. You know what the media loves to do. Build them up to tear them down. False. False. Because what that means is that you start out with an agenda. This is why this is the biggest lie about the, especially the sports media that there is. So what that statement means, they're building them up just to tear them down means that you start out building somebody up saying, okay, I'm going to start building this guy up and then I'm going to be looking for ways to tear him down. And that is a load of garbage and it's completely false. It is one of the worst falsehoods in media. I love John. Now, if that's ripping me, I, I got news for you. I've been ripped far worse. I love John. John's right. John is right. I'm not going to go back at John. John's right. John's teaching me a lesson. I need to have more nuance when I say that. When I say that, when we were talking about Baker Mayfield at the time, and I was starting off the show with Baker and, and the Rex Ryan thing, and I said, you know, media tears guys up to build them down, or builds guys up to tear them down. And that's an old style thing that that we say, and really, there's it 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 requires very little filler, and it's kind of a dumb thing to say, to be honest with you, because I, I think that things have changed. There's more nuance here, and it, it depends on what you want to believe, as a consumer of media, as a person who listens to this type of thing, all that stuff. It depends on what you want to believe. I, I do believe that there may be people who jump on each train and try to pick a side on each train and then try to be the first one to it because they want to get their name out there. They want to put it on social media. They want to put it on YouTube. They want to get their name out there. I was right. I'm the guy you should pay attention to. There might be that group. But there's also a group, and this is where I needed to provide more nuance. This is the group that we build guys up, the positive ones do. We tune out the negative. Or we drown out the negative. And then by the time there's going to be a change, which there always is, every single player in baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever, UFC, whatever thing we talk about, is going to face adversity. Anytime there's adversity, the people who didn't believe in that person, their voices grow stronger, they grow larger. I don't think that there was anybody going, I'm going to build up Baker Mayfield. I'm going to build him up. I'll make him a really good guy. And then the second there's a stutter step, I'm going to tear him down and make him look like a... No one's doing that. And John's right. I should have been more nuanced about that. But I do think it is hilarious that Baker Mayfield starts off one and two. Doesn't look that great. And it's been so great 
over the last week, the silence has been deafening. But I also want to know, where are the people out there who are going to want to puff their chest on what they said about Patrick Mahomes? Because I was one of the doubters about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is looking fantastic. There's got to be a day where a defense, and we almost saw it with Detroit last week, there's got to be a day where a defense figures out Patrick Mahomes, isn't there? Because I'm serious. The guy's basically doing magic tricks. He's, he's David Copperfield out there while he's playing quarterback. He makes it look so easy. And as a fan, I admire it. And as a, as a person who analyzes or a person who, 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 who commentates on it, I admire it so much because it's so hard to be good at the NFL, and they didn't even tank to get Patrick Mahomes. They just traded a pick. They said, what the hell, we got to get a quarterback. We got Patrick Mahomes. I admire them for that. But I should, and I will, because he makes it so easy, I will hate him. He physically fits the bill, so I won't hate him as much as I hate Steph Curry as a fan because Steph Curry makes it look so easy, but I will hate him, and I should. But I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. And over that time, if the shoe drops, he'll still be a great quarterback, but he's going to have to go through a valley somewhere. It's got to happen. And when he goes through that valley, I'm going to have to hold myself to the same high standard that John's holding me to and that I should hold for myself each and every week and not use something so silly and so frivolous and easy as, well, we build him up to tear him down. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We should tear him up and build We should build him up and tear him down. It's filler and that's silly. I should really be better than that, and hopefully I will be better than that. Because I was a guy who doubted Patrick Mahomes, and each and every single week I go, I can't believe I doubted Patrick Mahomes. You know, over the last month, I tell you, and, and we've made it kind of a tongue-in-cheek joke, we've done a hell of a lot of celebrating. We were right about Antonio Brown. We were right about Jim Harbaugh. I was even right earlier today about Jay Gruden. We were right earlier today about a couple of other things. We were right about baseball earlier today. Tom and I have been doing a hell of a lot of celebrating here. Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> that was the wrong one. That one ain't gonna look very good. So do I do what? Do I provide something measured? If Patrick Mahomes has himself a bad game or a few bad games, do I provide something measured there? Do I provide something with a little bit more thought than other than we build him up to tear him down? I, I hope I do. Because at that time, I might want to puff out my chest. But I should also understand that boy, Patrick Mahomes has made my worry and my question about how great he's going to be look really silly. For Baker Mayfield, who lives and thrives off that, that's still yet to be seen. I know from both guys, they both live in the spotlight. One's been overwhelmingly positive. One's been a little bit of a mixed bag. One has a lot more pressure on the other one to perform, and that's a bit self-created, and that's a bit created by that franchise. That's why when I started out today so nervous about the Dolphins and when I brought on Leroy Horde and asked him about that, it makes me so much more nervous than I ever would be for another team. Because with the fans, we build you up. It's the team that'll tear you down. Big thanks to John Kincaid. Big thanks to Leroy Horn. Bigger thanks to Matt and Michelle. They were all great. Big thanks to everybody back in New York. Anthony Lima, I believe, is next. You have a wonderful weekend, my friends. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.